Hello, welcome to this podcast. These are the daily audio devotions from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Lincoln, Nebraska, as they are prepared by Pastor Adam Moline. You can check out our church website, goodshepherdlincoln.org, if you want to uh, get more of these particular devotions. They're also available in video format on our YouTube page. Let's get into today's devotion. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. Hello and welcome to our daily devotion from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. I'm Pastor Adam Moline. Today we're going to continue to look at the life of King David and how it is fulfilled in the person and work of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are in the midst of a multiple week look at the account of David and Bathsheba. You'll remember that uh, two weeks ago we heard how David broke his sacred duties as king, how he broke the sixth commandment by committing adultery, and how he had an affair with another man's wife. Last week, we learned that David tried to hide this fact by getting Uriah to sleep with his wife so that he would think the baby was his. There were no DNA tests in those days. And as a result of Uriah being righteous and doing the right thing, that didn't work. So instead, David sent Uriah to his death. Today, we're going to see how David self-justifies himself in the eyes of all of his people as a result of the actions that he has taken. So we'll continue in 2 Samuel chapter 11, beginning at verse 18. Then Joab sent and told David all the news about the fighting, and he instructed the messenger, When you have finished telling all the news about the fighting to the king, then if the king's anger rises, and if he says to you, Why did you go so near to the city to fight? Did you not know that they would shoot from the wall? Who killed Abimelech, the son of Jerubasheth? Did not a woman cast an upper millstone on him from the wall, so that he died at Thebes? Why did you get so near the wall? Then you shall say, Your servant Uriah the Hittite is dead also. So the messenger went and came and told David all that Joab had sent him to tell. The messenger said to David, The men gained an advantage over us and came out against us in the field, but we drove them back to the entrance of the gate. Then the archers shot at your servants from the wall. Some of the king's servants are dead. And your servant Uriah the Hittite is dead also. David said to the messenger, Thus you shall say to Joab, Do not let this matter trouble you, for the sword devours one now and now another. Strengthen your attack against the city and overthrow it, and encourage him. When the wife of Uriah heard that Uriah her husband was dead, She lamented over her husband. And when the morning was over, David sent and brought her to his house, and she became his wife and bore him a son. But the thing that David had done displeased the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. David has covered up the sin that he has committed by having Uriah killed in battle. And in fact, 
when he receives word about the battle, that many were killed at the battle. David is angry, as Joab foretells. But then the messenger spreads the news. Your servant, Uriah the Hittite, is also dead. All of a sudden, David's demeanor changes. Well, I guess people die in battle all the time. This guy and that guy tell Joab, no big deal. He cavalierly doesn't care about life. He ignores it. Doesn't see it as precious all of a sudden when a death benefits him. We see the same thing today in our society with abortion, don't we? You've seen the fights in our own state over the last few weeks over abortion bills in the legislature. People don't care if someone else dies if it covers their own sin of adultery. What's more, David does more. He also justifies himself in the eyes of his people. One of his soldiers has died in battle for the cause of the nation of Israel. And now his wife is a widow, mourning. And what's more, it's found that she's a pregnant widow. Perhaps a son, a son of Uriah, still alive. A son of Uriah, at least in the eyes of the people. What would a king do? Well, of course, he would bring the woman into his own home. He would make her one of his royal wives. She could live in the palace. He'll raise the son as his own, since it is his own. And in so doing, all the people will speak about David. What a good man he is. Look at this great thing that he's done for this widow, taking care of her after her husband died. That becomes the topic of discussion, not David's adulterous affair, not David's murder of her husband. He covers up his sin. He justifies it. He thinks that by his actions, all will look well at him. But not all do. The thing that David had done displeased the Lord. No matter how hard he works to justify his actions in the sight of his people, no matter how hard he works to cover up what he's done wrong, the Lord knows all, all sin of all people at all times and all places. It cannot be self-justified. It cannot be covered up by our human works. There's only one way for sin to be properly dealt with. The cross of Jesus Christ. David's descendant, Jesus, the king who comes to his throne of the cross and is crowned thereon with thorns. That is the action that forgives David's sin. That's the action that justifies all sin and all unrighteousness. Dear Christian, don't seek to hide your sin. Don't seek to cover it up. Don't seek to self-justify it. Bring it to Christ. 
That is the only solution. The son of David, Jesus, is the only one who can forgive David's sin. He's the only one who can forgive your sin. Confess and be forgiven. Confess and bring your sin to Christ. Next week, we'll hear about how David was brought to realize this, how he was brought to confession and absolution, how he was made right in the eyes of God, and how he still dealt with the worldly, the worldly results, consequences, difficulties brought about by his sin. His sins were forgiven. He was assured of eternal life and resurrection, and he still had to deal with the results of what he had done. We'll hear about that next week. Christ is risen. He's risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen.